0: You're listening to the Big Shiny Podcast. Check us out on iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher.
1: The Big Shiny Robot Podcast is brought to you by the Bohemian Brewery. This is Nick. This is
0: Lucas. This is John. This is Tom. This is Tyson. And you're listening to the Big Shiny Podcast.
2: If you need a place to drink some good coffee and read comics, Watchtower Cafe is the place for you. The cool thing about Watchtower is it's not just a coffee shop with comic books. It's a great place that lets the geek community in Utah hang out and get together. Go check them out at 1588 South State and tell them Big Shiny Robot sent you.
0: So I really think we are in a unique position here. We are five... (laughs) cisgender, heterosexual, white male. Already,
1: Uh-oh. and so
0: I think we need to tackle diversity in Marvel comics.
1: <laughs> so Marvel stepped on their own nuts a couple times. Yeah, they <laughs> uh,
2: <episode laughs> belvedere themselves. Episode title: Marvel Belvedere themselves.
0: So John, tell us about diversity in Marvel.
3: Well, so this all started with uh, D- David Gabriel, sure, I believe. A Marvel exec. He is the editor-in-chief of Marvel, and basically numbers came out, Marvel's down, DC's down. And Marvel's explanation for this was our audience is feels there's too much diversity in our comic books, and that's why <laughs> sales have dropped.
2: Not that you're releasing bad comics. (laughs) It's not that the stories are
0: bad. It's that we have a mixed race Spider-Man. Can't possibly be the the product. Uh, John, do you have any feelings about this? I'm not Marvel has said this. There's a bunch
3: of things wrong with this. I agree and I don't agree. I don't agree in the sense that I don't think that's the reason for the most part. They have too many titles right now. I mean, just alone. So I love X-Men. Right? Mm-hmm. X-Men is launching. There's X-Men Prime,
0: X-Men Gold,
3: X-Men Prime number one, four ninety nine. X-Men Gold number one, four ninety nine. Next week I get X-Men Blue number one, also four ninety nine. Then there is a Jean Grey solo series, an Iceman solo series, Weapon X, X-Force. I mean, there's like ten X-Men books when is said and done.
2: And that's well, five dollars a shot, not four dollars a shot.
3: Five for the number ones at the ver- bare minimum, right? Uh Spider Man, the newest amazing Spider Man? Yeah. Nine ninety nine. Go fuck
2: you. I know why their numbers are down. eighty
3: pages, nine ninety nine, but DC just put out an eighty page book, four ninety nine.
2: Dude, I won't even pay nine ninety nine for like a paperback novel.
0: Right? Like, yeah. that's and it's like
3: uh-huh. The Return of Norman Osborne, which like, yeah, I love Spider Man. Of course I want to read that, but ten bucks. Ten bucks. For 80 pages? Well, it's not even a full 80 pages. Which is pages. really going to be it's like half ads. 55, 60 pages of yeah. story. Mm-hmm. Fuck you, Marvel.
0: So when I read the article, um, my take on it, you know, for, so first off, one thing that they mentioned is that, you know, for a while they replaced Peter Parker Spider-Man with this biracial Miles Morales Spider-Man, right? They replaced Thor with a woman. They replaced, you know, the, uh, Iron Man with a black girl. Miss Marvel
2: with a muslim Muslim teenager teenager. right
0: so that guy kind of pointed the marvel guy kind of pointed to all that and saying that this is why our sales are down my argument would be that has nothing to do with their gender or race or anything like that it's that you're taking your iconic fucking characters and switching them out so haphazardly
3: i disagree i think more of an issue and they've had some successes miles morales was a success miles morales was a huge success yeah but there's a reason for that. A lot of these characters, they replace them. I, I look at Riri Williams, the new Iron Man, yeah. as a prime example. It's great. You want to make a teenage black girl Iron Man, I have no issue with that whatsoever. But give me a fucking original story. Yep. Yeah. Right now, they are pretty much rehashing a young Tony Stark. Same problems, same issues. But it's right. A but, that's what, but that's what I'm saying. Is all
0: they're, doing is they're, taking, they're taking these characters. They're replacing them with a different gender or ethnic background. But then they're doing the same fucking stories.
3: The exact I mean,
2: it's, it's so, so There's really no
0: there's no difference there. Like, so doesn't no.
2: that mean that the, the issue then lies that they don't know how to address these types of characters? I mean, that's really the problem. Is, I don't. I don't I know thought, if that's
1: the case because, like, Miles Morales was great, and I think yeah. Miss Marvel. Miss Marvel is also because
3: really it's a totally. She took the namesake. It's a totally. She's different totally different character. character, different story. Miles and Morales, not, just, she, if nothing else, is Spider-Man fans got to re-experience a young Peter Parker because they had aged him well, so much in the past. And also years. with Miles, you know, like that's how I looked at that book. With
0: yeah, Miles wanna, Morales, like he played so well into the story leading up to it. You know, the death of Peter Parker. And then it flowed into Miles Morales. It wasn't that they were just shoehorning in like, this is a new Spider Man and he's he's biracial. And this is crazy, right? No. Peter Parker ran his course, he died, and this kid who happens to be biracial picked up the mantle of Spider Man. And, and it was
1: the ultimate universe.
3: And it was originally.
0: the ultimate universe. Yeah. And and there were great stories written around. And the
1: too. thing in the ultimate universe, at least it, for the most part at that time is they stuck. Yeah, dead yeah, stage. Oh, Spider Man's gone, and now we got Miles Morales. And that's what's tough, I think, with some of these changes that they make in the Marvel 616 universe is you kind of are into this understanding that it's going to change back. So it's hard to get invested, whereas some of the best stuff that's happened has been, like, Superior Spider-Man, you know, where Doc Ock takes over being Spider-Man. That was the best that character has been written. S- and that for, still forever. holds.
3: Like, I'm loving Steve Rogers' Captain America. It's one of my favorite Marvel titles. It's about to be their big storyline of the year. Um, he's now Director of S.H.I.E.L.D., but As the Hydra secretly region. Hydra. Right, And that's cool. Like You want to do those? I like that because it's – I guess that's the other half of the equation. Is you can take an old character, and if you have original stories, you don't need to diversify. You can keep growing. Look at Iron Man for the past 20 years. It was awesome. The mm-hmm. whole fraction run because you had Extremis Iron Man, mm-hmm. and then you had Director of S.H.I.E.L.D. Iron Man
0: extremist iron man is one of my
3: favorite stories. then lines. he completely loses all memory they had to like reboot tony stark's brain iron man hmm. and then he's in outer space which admittedly wasn't very good but <laughs> he was with guardians of the galaxy yeah. right yeah um that's so of the
0: one thing that. i would just want to bring not not to kind of divert onto a tangent but that was the mit that released that commercial for their school with riri williams as iron man where she Ooh. like attends it was that a fan s- film yeah, it was a fan film from someone at MIT or something like that. Yeah, yeah. But it was really well done. And I watched the commercial because it was making the rounds on the social media and stuff like that. And by the end of it, she she builds this Iron Man armor and then drops into the school or something like that and takes the helmet off. And I was sold. I was like, yep, when Robert Downey so, Jr. is done, cast someone and make Riri Williams the, the next Iron Man. This is, it was just like such like the juxtaposition of it. And she didn't even say anything. It was a fucking fan-made film, but it was interesting. You know, for one, you've got the female form in Iron Man form, right? So right off the bat, you see the armor. You can tell there's a difference. And then she takes that helmet off, and it's not only not Tony Stark. I mean, you know, it's it's way different, and it was, it was fun. It was really cool well, to and, see that.
2: And it seems to me like what I'm gathering from this one, I haven't read comics in quite a long time, but it feels to me that, like, they're – Marvel is introducing quote-unquote diversity into their comics, but they're not really committing to diversity. They're just half-assing it. They're saying, hey, we're going to put Riri Williams in the suit and we're going to rehash this origin story, but we're not going to really hard commit to her as Iron Man as a character. Like, you can still have a lot of the nods. She can still go to MIT and be a genius because you'd have to be as a teenager to build a suit of armor, right? Mm -hmm. But then you could totally redo everything else about her. And take all the Tony Stark away and give her a different unique, give her different villains, background. different storylines, yeah. different struggles. It's the the fact that
1: he put it, this guy I forget his name put it as a diversity issue It's just nonsense. And that's like we're debating that, but it, it doesn't really matter. the The problem with Marvel is that they're chasing the buck like they always have. Mm-hmm. Yep. So like you get the number one issues, or they up the prices and different things. It's not so much. It's like Spider Gwen. As much as I like Spider Gwen, it was a minor success to start, and now it's. All over the fucking place, because they beat the horse until it's dead. And it's, again,
3: the same thing. You now have a female Peter Parker, and a Peter Parker that's helpless. Yes, it's it's stupid. Well, and
0: also, I would also bring up that, for instance, Disney did a cartoon a while back. of It was called Iron Man Armored Adventures. And it took kind of the movie concept of Iron Man, but then de-aged everything down to, like, teenager age and it was dumb as shit right that being said some of i think some of the best stories and some of my favorite comics around peter parker are in the ultimate universe when he's a teenager and he's dealing with all of that shit plus being trying to be spider-man which is a very much adult thing why not take that opportunity with riri to say we've got now a teenage iron man we don't have to fucking reimagine tony stark as a teenage iron man you've got this girl and she's in college or, you know, senior in high school, however you want to age her. And she's in the Iron Man suit. And so it's almost like a Spider-Man cross between Iron Man, where you get to see her dealing with being a teenager, but also being the super fucking genius mm-hmm. that has a suit of armor that is expected to help save the world. I, I would be on board for that. And hell, I would be on board for that for a full-length fucking movie, you know, for a reboot of, an, of Iron Man. But why just introduce her into like, oh, this is the new Iron Man and we're going to rehash these stories?
2: And I think I think the chasing the buck point is really what lands it, right? Like, they're literally, like, we didn't make as much money as we wanted. People don't want diversity. Instead of just like, again, committing to the fucking stick. Like, hey, we didn't do as well this quarter as we want. Maybe we should look at the fact that we priced issue ones at 5 and $10. And like, for me as a consumer, right. if I can buy – two to three image books for $10 or one Marvel book for $10, i am buying three fucking image books. Like, hands down, no questions asked. Well, especially
1: when you've got image books being picked up for properties. I mean, Walking Dead's been around, but now Invincible's getting kicked around. If it ends up happening, who knows? But well, Preacher it, just yeah, happened. Preacher.
0: And Price Point just has so much to do with it because, I mean, you, you up the cost of a comic even by a dollar. I mean, as a 32-year-old adult, I you know I don't read physical comics anymore. I don't buy the new stuff. I find it to be too expensive. So all it's kind of like Netflixing things, you know, where it's hey, well, I want to see this and well, I'm interested and, in it, but I'll wait for it to hit
2: well, and look digital at
0: it, and pay $2.
2: And for look it. at it at the point of two, is you're not just raising the cost of that book, you're raising the cost of the arc. Right. So if I want to commit to an entire arc, maybe it's a monthly comic over a year, you just raised your 60 what what would an arc be like 110 pages, 120 pages? It's usually eight issues. Is it now? Yeah. Okay, so you just raised your and eight Sometimes issues. it's 12, but like, like your six typical to eight, six, to 12, six, eight
3: trade paperback, which collects is... one story arc is mm-hmm. eight issues. And
2: you just raised the cost of that arc individually then by $8. Oh, Uh,
3: not only that, but you're having—if you're buying single issues—they've now increased. A lot of books are coming out every two weeks instead of monthly. Yeah, so you're doubling it up again, but you're missing the substance. And like getting a bunch of filler.
1: I think part of what they're running into too is the—the generation like me, ten years ago, that was getting into comic books and was obsessed with it. That generation now is a much more minimalist generation than ours. You know, the one following doesn't want to have. 10 long boxes full of shit that just sits there. Well, for that's, $5 a piece. That yeah. was my thing is I enjoyed There's not a good digital format for yeah, it. Yeah,
0: I enjoyed the stories. So I would rather if there's a story I like, I would rather get the trade paperback of that where it's all collected into one, you know, book or the digital version of that that's going to take up less shelf space than a long box full of fucking single issue comics yep. that you have to pull out and read and there's ads all through the the damn things. I sold most of my comic book collection off at one of the big shiny robot swap meets because the stories that I liked, I rebought them in trade or digital and then got rid of the single issues. And I just, I don't have the space or the time to keep long boxes around of single issues. And not only that, for the type of economy and the type of life that younger people are coming into, if you are into comic books and everything... You can't afford $5 yeah. a fucking well, you, comic. And, and, and mm-hmm.
2: let's take it to the next level. So – and this is – I'll tie it to gaming because that's what I know. But Steam had a problem. So last year they released Steam's sales revenue, and it was flat. But in last year they released one-third of the total Steam library in one year. So they um, released like ten times more than they had ever released on Steam and didn't make any more money. So the revenue just fucking spread out. So when you tell me that there's ten new X-Men comics coming out, right – more does not always necessarily mean more right, money. Right, new, if yeah. you're not getting new customers in through interest and intrigue and various things, you're just taking that user base that's already going to spend $50 a month, and they're having to spread that $50 a month over different shit. Well, and those different
1: things you're having to pay that artist, that writer. The editor, exactly. Yeah. I was
2: talking to Alan about this
3: yeah. a couple of days ago, but the other thing to take into consideration is it's not actual sales that are down. It is... Comic book stores, the amount they are ordering from Marvel
1: directly. And
3: does part that, of that is... Does that not
0: equate to sales? Well, because the yes comic shop no. is
1: responsible for holding on to it regardless. Yeah, you they can't
0: have no it back. returns. Yeah. So well, right, but what I'm saying is if they're selling less, then they're going to order less, right? Well, but, but the
1: customer's not selling. And like
3: Marvel's been running this scam for the past couple of years where you want you know, variant cover A, B, and C of... You know, let's say you want the variant for Captain America, right? You need to buy the store, needs to order 50 of the Nighthawk series, which is selling like three a week. And people are chasing those for a while, but I think at this point in time, with where comic book sales are at for the retail store, like, they're done paying
0: for that, well, to sit on a bunch of which books is crazy. that no one's buying. And which not, is crazy, sorry, I was just gonna say, which is crazy to me to, like, chase down those variant covers, because a lot of my favorite artists I follow on Twitter, Instagram, and stuff like that, so uh, just to throw a name out there, I've always been a fan of Scotty Young. And he posts, like, his variant covers on Twitter, so I can see him and I can appreciate that artwork, and if I want to, I can save that picture and make it a background on my phone. And that's, that's enough for me. It, but well, I know I do know there's people out there that want those issues and to save them, but how much of the population of comic readers does that actually make up now? Has the tide yeah. shifted?
2: Oh, definitely. And to defend like the cost perspective, think about that. So if you have to buy 50 issues of a $4 comic, so you're probably paying, what, $3 a shot? Half. So you're paying half, so you're paying $2 a shot. So you have to spend $100 to get one variant cover. And that's why... And Barry's knowing favorite. that... <laughs> half of that 50 is going to sit in your store for the next 20 years. And you can't years, sell you know? that variant Damn. cover for $100, or it's just going to fucking sit there. In well, then space. part of the
1: problem, too, is you're competing, not with other local comic shops, to say, like, all right, there's these three, and maybe one of these three got this. And even if all three did, there's three copies, and I want to get that. Now you have the entire worldwide internet. It's been right. a while, around quite a while. So if I want that variant cover, I just hop on there and get it. Yep. I don't have to pay top dollar at the comic shop. Yeah, so exactly. there's plenty of reasons for Al, not to purchase. Well, outside I know of it, what it, he's actually selling. Yep.
0: At physical comic book shops, you know, they order 50 of that issue to get the variant, and it's not a very well selling issue, which is why they're making you buy that much of the issue to get the variant. Let's say, best case scenario, you sell 50%. The other 50% of that stock is, like you said, going to sit in the, the comic book shop for years. Yeah. And then eventually it's going to end up in the the, the discount bin and maybe maybe you can charge $2 an issue for that and make your money back. But that's three years later. You're still, still not making
1: because you you're got you holding on to it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. there's and the like, real estate. And then
2: when you're and... ordering issues next week, you're going, well, I don't have space for this because I've got 15 issues of Buttfuck number, <laughs> Do <laughs> right buttfuck number 20. Do those sell right away? Buttfuck oh, oh, yeah. number 20 sells right away. Buttfuck
0: number 20 sold out week number one. I pre-ordered years ago.
3: And then the final thing with Marvel, in my opinion, is they i mean they have a ton of books running but it's like they give them eight issues and if they don't feel it's doing well they pull it which then causes a ton of creative teams to get moved around right. really free like i read yeah. scarlet witch mm-hmm. and there has been in the two years i've been reading it they're on their third creative team it happens like midway through a story arc Ugh. How are you supposed to finish something and keep it interesting when it wasn't your which is, idea? You're trying to finish yep. someone else's work and then tie it into the story that you actually want to tell. Which was doesn't make of, any sense. Which you'll probably get cut
1: short on. Yeah. And you yeah. look
3: at those great comic storylines. It's because that same writer, you look at X-Men and Chris Claremont. You look yeah. at Bendis. Matt yeah. Fraction, yeah. Mm-hmm. Bendis. On anything. Bendis they get years and years yeah. to tell a complete story and now i feel like if i get a team for a year like it's been a yeah good year. so so that's yeah. what i was gonna say is like
0: i feel like that has gotten worse because i remember reading oh, the, the ultimate x-men comics lucas and maybe mm-hmm. you can help me out here but yeah. mark, and, mark, mark was miller that. started and, and the was first that. and whoever did 20, the whoever think, did the art yeah. for it you know what, at trade paper, because I was reading it by borrowing your trade paperbacks, yeah. and like halfway through trade paperback number four or five or something, the art changes. And it doesn't just change a little yes. bit. It changes drastically. Yeah. And I hated the new art style, and it totally took me out of the comic book. And But that was, you know, several trade paperbacks in, and... You know, I went through the whole David Mack era of Daredevil, which yeah. I didn't really care for. Really? But the stories were good because okay. like, Bendis was still yeah. writing. And so I enjoyed the stories with like Echo and everything. And so I powered through. And then another artist came in and I actually appreciated that art style more. But now, like you said, that was when it was changing like every couple of years. Now it seems like it's changing yeah. every couple months. And if I'm sorry, like comics is an art form. If you're not buying in completely to the writing and the art form, you're going to be pulled out of it. Well,
2: and how, mm-hmm. I mean, at least for
0: me. Like, look at mm-hmm. our, look
2: at TV shows. I mean, if a TV show isn't like, when you sit down and write something, you write it as an arc start to finish. Like, that was one of the big complaints about Lost, right? There's like two to three seasons of Lost that are just total dog shit because the writers didn't expect to go beyond a certain point. Mm-hmm. And when you do that to comics, you know, you suddenly just pull in a new team and throw them with no perspective. I think it just adds to that same clusterfuck.
1: Yeah. Like, so it's their own fault.
3: Yep. Yeah. And, I mean, D.C.'s suffering, but I get that. They're doing what they can to get yeah. their audience back. All their books are two ninety nine. They are twice monthly, but it's not garbage. D.C.'s been great. Hmm. Book per book, Fallatio. I like D.C. way more for right DC. Can I, can I just share, now? like, <laughs> a, a, a proud dad moment that I had two yeah. nights
0: ago? So uh, we bought this book for Edith for Christmas. It's about this thick. And it's called Five Minute Superhero Stories, and it's by DC. And so it's just these quick little, like kid-oriented, like there, there's a there's a story where the Joker steals the Batmobile, right? It's that it's just son a kind of, of fun, a bitch. yeah. It's just fun, campy stuff. Um, but the very first quote-unquote story of the book is introducing all the heroes. And the other night I went through and we started the book over again. And as we were going through, flipping through each of the introductions, she's like, "That's Superman. That's Batman." That's that's a Green Lantern. Her favorite toy in the bathtub is this Green Lantern figure we bought for her. Yeah. and Orchid. I'm just like, did, I'm just... You, did you read
3: her Green Lantern and Star Trek?
0: <laughs> no, I didn't yet. I haven't even read it yet. Oh, I still need to read it. But um... is
3: Power Girl gets new boobs and. In- no five minute story no <laughs> no that one's, that one's yeah. not in there the,
0: the she so she has actually a uh, supergirl <laughs> batgirl and wonder woman action figures and she likes to play with them while we're reading the stories and she says every time i turn the page and if wonder woman's on that page she like holds the action figure up to that page and like i have her and i'm like yeah you do and i am super proud of you <laughs> kids kids do you want to talk about like any specific comics I
3: mean, I don't have much to discuss. It's kind of a restart for everything I'm reading right now. So Captain America's about to pick up with the director of S.H.I.E.L.D. taking down the Marvel Universe from the inside. Um, but x mens pretty much all I've read. The past. I mean, I've literally... Inhumans versus X-Men came to an end. It wasn't great, admittedly. But it's starting a whole new series for X-Men where they're kind of like, We're done hiding. We're done trying to take care of problems. We're just going back to being heroes. And So it's kind of reset to like 30 years ago. I like that. But in a new direction. They're now in Central Park. They just teleported the X-Men. It was actually like a very funny bit. So
0: So the X-Mansion's in Central Park? They
3: just had Magic teleported into Central Park. The city comes with like, we're happy to have you here. And old man Logan's (laughs) like, didn't have much of a choice, did you? <laughs> they're like, we're really glad you. He's like, we just teleported right in. What are you gonna do about it? <laughs> and he's like, the guy keeps going. And finally, he's like, Kitty, you want me to tell this guy to fuck off? And he's just like, it's pretty
2: funny. <laughs> this guy's not getting the hint.
0: Yeah. Oh man, that's awesome.
3: Uh, but yeah, it's basically just a restart for Inhumans, X Men, and then this. Big well, and they're obviously going to feature
0: Inhumans because the new television show.
3: Yeah, and that's been cool too. I think it kind of ties into the diversity thing. They have taken both these long-standing series into totally new directions. Inhumans is pretty much there's no Terrigen. And they've decided to restructure everything. So the royal family doesn't exist anymore. They're like going to be holding an election for how the Inhumans Wait, should Wait, in move the comics forward. or in the show? Within the comics. Oh,
0: okay. But doesn't that go against the show because they just spent all this time introducing the Terrigen.
2: Yeah, I mean Marvel's Terrigen... never kept their shit straight with shows. And well, I feel like they though. have
0: better than DC. I don't.
3: I don't know, man. I mean, they are—they're bringing in the Secret Avengers again, which is now Daisy and right. all that in comic book form. Right. But they don't really tie it in. Fair I've never enough. really thought it's been tied in. Like New Iron Fist is kind of like the netflix series but not really but like, better he's like struggling with it's not getting bad his acting. chi <laughs> but he's also like traveling the world and just doing fight clubs and destroying <laughs> everybody like bored to death trying to get his chi back but it's just beating people near death mm. getting no satisfaction out of it and drinking heavily you can't
0: get yeah. no yeah
2: can't get no, no, satisfaction. Uh...
0: All right, guys. Well, thank you for listening. I think Nick wants us the fuck out of his house. No, my headphones so, just okay. <laughs> hurt my ears after they're on for him, like, a certain amount of
2: time. I just take them off.
0: So thank you for listening. We appreciate it.
2: Hey, uh, Lucas. Careful there. Yeah. I hear, I hear your dick has been chafing. What? Oh, I'm not doing this shit. <laughs> Go and buy Nick's dick slick soap.
1: This episode has been brought to you by the Bohemian Brewery, located at 94 East, Fort Union Boulevard in Midvale, Utah. Please make sure to like and rate us
2: on iTunes. Be sure to check out our friends through being cool, and we'll catch you guys next week.